0: Unshaken is a discipleship podcast that exists to edify and encourage all believers in Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the Apostle Paul writes, Be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. By His divine power, Jesus has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So let's consider together how we might spur one another on towards love and good works. Join us as we talk about various topics, including the work of the ministry, the many joys and challenges of the Christian life, and the Holy Spirit, whom Jesus promised will guide us into all truth.
1: Well, we have a lot, man, in today's episode Uh, In this book, we will not be silenced, and we'll continue on in using, use use diversity to divide and destroy. Uh, Chapter 3.
0: Yeah, Yeah. chapter 3. So we left off last week talking about um, this idea of equality, Mm -hmm. and right, in in God's original design and plan. Mm -hmm. He created all men and women to be equal in essence, but the roles and the responsibilities are quite distinct and and different and um it's it's for the better, not yep. not for the worst, but we we get into here uh talking a little bit more about that mm-hmm. uh, on the top of page seventy six where uh Dr. Lutzer writes, God does not dispense blessings and favor equally, and we'll talk about this yes. uh quite a bit here today mm-hmm. about how not everybody is blessed in the same exact ways no yeah. and uh, we're we're not Equal in in um, particular giftings and talents, yep. and that's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean the Bible. I mean Paul made it very clear in the book of uh, First Corinthians that you know there are many different uh, parts of the body mm-hmm. in, in the body, but we all have one function, and that is to work together in unity. That's right. But we don't have the same gifts, and like you said, we're not we're not blessed the same by God. Um, each person from each from person to person. Um, but that doesn't mean that God favors anybody more or less. Mm-hmm. It's just the way that, uh, they, in God's economy of things, how it happens and how it works. But still, um, like he says here, God doesn't dispense blessings in favor equally. Um, he knows all of us. Mm-hmm. And so we operate within the realm of what he has given us to do for his glory and for the benefit of those around us. And that's the most important thing.
0: Right. He also... Uh, refers back to to Jesus and the twelve disciples, yep. it's a good and Jesus had an inner yep. circle, right? Peter, yep. James, and John, yep. and they were they were given um, very special privileges as far as being getting to go with him on top of that mount of transfiguration. Uh, they were the three that were invited to pray with him mm-hmm. in the garden of Gethsemane. Sure. Yep. But does that mean that they're you know any more uh, blessed or or favored than than the others? No, not necessarily. He he writes, Certain kinds of inequality are built into the nature of the world Mm -hmm. and human nature. Yes. What the Bible does teach is equal responsibility based on the gifts and talents we are given. Yep. Everyone to whom much was given of him, much will be required. Chapter Mm -hmm. 12, verse 48. Greater gifts means greater Mm -hmm. accountability.
1: Yep. And and that's, that's, I, I believe... When you come into wanting to serve God, then you better understand that what God gives you to do, as Paul wrote again in, in 1 Corinthians 4-2, it is required more than stewards that one must be found faithful. Yep. So whatever God puts into your hands, be understanding that He expects you to be faithful with that and to multiply it, in other words, to bear fruit. Mm-hmm. And like it's you just wrote, um, yeah, the, God does teach, the Bible teaches equal responsibility based on gifts and, and talents for, that God gives us, which means, like you said, we get gifts to do or, or uh, things to do, then God expects us to do them. And like you said, the more we're given, the greater accountability mm. to be able to do that, which we're called to do. <laughs> I think you know?
0: of Uncle Ben in Spider-Man, right? When he's telling him, with great power comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Yeah,
1: this, it is very, very true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, he even... Uh, goes back and references the the parable that Jesus taught on the talents yeah matthew chapter twenty five yeah right there there are three different stewards entrusted yep. with this property their master goes on a journey and has them take care yep. you know of of his of his investments and yep. to one he gives five talents yep. to the other two Dude. to the other one and we know how the story goes sure. right mm-hmm. um well done, he says good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a little; I will set you over mm-hmm. much. Enter into the joy of your master. He 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 tells that to the 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 man with, given the five and the man given the, the two, two yeah. because they were they were faithful with what they were given. But we look at the the man who was given only the one, one. talent and did nothing with it. Yeah, he was uh he was punished he wasn't yeah. he
1: didn't use his stewardship well i mean yeah. like he says at the top of page 77 jesus didn't expect the one talent man to gain five talents he he like the others should have simply doubled the investment yep god's god's fairness is not seen in the distribution of talents but in the expectation of our faithfulness with what we have we we will be judged for what we have we will not be judged for what we don't have which i really like what he says there but nonetheless you know whenever god gives us something to do he expects it to bear fruit can't sit on it. And uh, you know, God knows all of us. He knows what we are able and capable of doing. And I'm a firm believer that God will never give you something to do unless He knew, He knows you you wouldn't be able to do it. Right. He doesn't operate right. that way. Right. You know, and if He gives you something to do, then He gives you the able, enabling, enablement and the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. But not to do something that you've have given a responsibility, like here in the ministry, if we're asked to do something, okay, and then we just sit on it. I, I don't think our pastor would be too happy with our um, <laughs> output, right? We would probably yeah. get you know rebuked and exhorted like what are you doing kind of thing, um, but we don't do that and I mean when we' were asked to do something, we do our very best to do that which we're called to do first to honor God and to uh, invest in the kingdom, but also it benefits the church here as a whole uh, yeah. when we're doing what we're supposed to do so yeah
0: so very uh very different from what from what uh the Marxists you know oh, yeah. view is yeah. on on everybody yeah. having uh equal ground and Yep. We all have the same amount of whatever.
1: But, yep. um, and he talks about yeah, that. Yeah. You know, like in the middle of page 77, Marx insisted on equality of income, status, power, Deep, and, through, yeah. and power through state control. This is the dream of utopians who understand neither history nor human nature, but freedom necessitates inequality of outcomes. Theories about imposing economic equality stamp out freedom and ingenuity, heritage, and gifting. And like I said, we've been talking about this Marxist, you know, move you know within our country and, and imposing that upon as a form of, of rule. And yeah, it it looks good in the beginning, mm-hmm. but once you fully impose the idea of Marxism, then nobody benefits. Everybody is on the same plane. And so where is equality? There is none. Or inequality, there is none. Where is um, ingenuity? There is none. Where is the, op- the ability to, to express your gifts and talents? There is none, Why? Because there's nothing for you to motivate you to continue on mm. with a Marxist type of rule or format that they want to impose within the culture. Yep. It has no benefit.
0: Yep. You know, I mean, check this out. He shares from personal experience, right? He says, years before the Soviet yeah. Union collapsed, my wife and I visited a communist country in which everyone was paid essentially the same wage. Doctors were paid only a little more than those who cleaned the rooms of the hospital, thanks to the state. Everyone had income equality. Yep. Is it any wonder that there was a shortage of doctors in this country? Yeah, it's like wow and then as as Winston uh, Churchill said, the inherent vice of capitalism is the unequal sharing of blessings. The inherent virtue of socialism is the equal sharing of miseries
1: yeah and and that's I mean that is so well stated. Because in the beginning, if you think about a Marxist type of um, form, of rule, then the idea, the thought is like, everybody's equal. Mm-hmm. So everybody's on the same plane. Uh, there is no longer being, having an oppressor to oppress, as he talks about in mm-hmm. here. But again, over a period of time, you're going to lose a sense of value. Yeah, uh, yeah. Of who you are. And, you know, so what am I doing? You know, whatever and gifts, abilities yeah, you no, have.
0: Yeah, no, no incentive to, to be diligent no. and What's, to why? to better oneself.
1: Because the government takes that away from you. So there is no freedom yeah. to express the individuality of who you are. Right. It's none. That's like he says here. So it's no wonder there wasn't a short of doctors. Well, who'd want to be a doctor getting paid a little bit more than somebody cleaning a, a, a room, right? Yeah. <laughs> a housemaid.
0: Especially if, sure. you know, the path to becoming a doctor is way more extensive. Oh. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I mean, all the studies, yeah. schools—you got to go through the internships you have to do, yeah—and say, "Oh, by the way, you're gonna. This is what you're gonna make. What? And you don't have any say about that. So, what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. Your know, you only other option is to pack up your bags and leave to an, a land of opportunity that will give you the more freedom and liberty to 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 be valued for what you know in that field of of um, professionalism. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's pretty pretty wild. Um, I down the bottom. I know we have to roll, but down the bottom of '77, it kind of uh, struck me. It says, in our context in the U.S., many university professors teach that everyone must be equally rewarded regardless of their achievements. Some educators even resist the use of exams because those who fail will be seen as less equal than those than equal to those who succeed. If you don't succeed as others do, you're you're told it's not your fault because you're entitled to equality. Allegedly, someone else's success was gained at your expense. The theory is that because all people are inherently equal, if you're poor, it's because someone else was made rich on your back. If you aren't successful, the responsibility rests with your oppressors. So you went to school. I don't know if that was a situation you saw beginning to um, happen uh, when it comes to this type of perspective of, well, if you don't do well on your test, it's okay because it's not your fault.
0: It wasn't happening when when I was uh, in school, but because like, you know, um, the college acceptance rates and, and things like that would still vary from school to school. You know, mm-hmm. there's obviously some that are uh, a lot uh, easier to to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's those other schools, especially like your your Ivy League colleges sure. where, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. they uh, they have a, a high standard. Sure. Uh, especially when it comes to uh, academic performance, mm-hmm. SAT scores, mm-hmm. ACT and yeah, nowadays it, I think all of that is is really becoming a moot point wow. because of this particular agenda. Wow. Not to mention everything is going virtual now. Yeah, it's you, true. You see you see this huge shift right yeah, since COVID yep. from from the, the in person traditional classroom settings to now, you know what, I can just I can just do this from home. I can go to school online hmm. and and that's that in the yeah. comfort of my own home, so I I personally believe that the the uh, universities are are really going to take a huge hit in the coming years because of because of that.
1: Yeah, it's almost like if that's the, the move they're going into, like what we I, we just read, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. that if you don't do well in exam, it's not you didn't fail, you know, it's just your entire equality. It almost to me because I've been out of the school system for decades, but it's almost like. You're getting dumbed down, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. where is the challenge to to succeed, and where is the challenge to to, to strive to improve, to mm-hmm. understand a certain topic or text or whatever it might be? If they're saying, "Well, it's okay," you didn't really didn't fail, you know what I mean? So, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, and, you know.
0: Fun, funny enough, though, it's it's interesting because those with the the low test scores, the low grades in school, uh-huh. um, I, I'm I'm sure statistics will show that a majority of them will either um, drop out of high school altogether Mm -hmm. or, or they'll graduate and then they'll go straight into the workforce. They will, they, they don't want to pursue any more further education. So to me, it's like, what's the point in, in, you know, trying to make them feel better about themselves (laughs) on an academic level when they don't even care about it to begin with. And And it shows. And that's
1: poor to me, you know, poor professionalism. If you, if you are an educator. Yeah. Getting paid quite a substantial amount to to educate your our, your children that go to school paying an absorbent tuition mm-hmm. only to say, well, it's okay. Like, really? That's it? Yeah. Kind of thing. I mean I, like I, said, I I it's it's crazy if that's the direction that um education is moving in without really helping you to understand or to help you to strive to be the best you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, to get your education, yeah. you know, something yeah, like that. I, re- I really
0: think. hate looking at it that way. Yeah, right? that you're 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 spending all of this yep. money on tuition for a piece of paper at exactly. the end. Yep, that that really shouldn't be what it yep. what it is exactly uh, about. So, yeah, and then um, you know, moving on. he's mm-hmm. just top of page uh, seventy eight here, uh, kind of adding to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Right? The theory is that because all people are inherently equal. If you're poor it's because someone else was made rich on your back <laughs> if you aren't successful the responsibility rests with your oppressors It's not your fault it's not it's not your fault that you're you know yeah. out living on the on the streets that that's
1: somebody else's fault and yeah, again taking it's, wow. it's basically taking away um, you being responsible for your actions right. you're blaming somebody else right I mean that's crazy It's elementary stuff it's like really it doesn't make any sense but again you know the push. With the Marxist perspective, is exactly what they say: it's the oppressors' fault for the condition or, or the situation that you're in. Mm-hmm. So it's where. So where is you know your own taking ownership of your own uh, condition or consequence of your actions that you've done? Exactly. There's none. Yeah. There is none.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he says, next paragraph: that's why, as Christians, we should vigorously defend the oppressed and seek for a level playing field of of opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, but equality, and then he makes a great point here, mm-hmm. but equality of opportunity cannot guarantee equality in outcomes. Yep. It it, it just doesn't that that's just yep. not how it is.
1: I mean you the, can't change that. No, because the playing field for every person is different. It doesn't matter whatever playing field you step into, it's not gonna be the outcome is not gonna be equal. Since mm-hmm. that's part of life. It doesn't mean that you're any less or you're any greater. That's just the way certain things um play itself out. Because of the field you're going into, you know whatever that might be. So, but we we, we
0: see it all the time, right? Those that are born into wealthy yep. households, oh, so and then and then they yep. they wind up on the streets, and then vice versa. Yep. Those that are born on on the streets in the inner cities, and they they really make. Well, you, make you a just life showed
1: things. me that video of that Delante, former basketball player, yeah, top of his game in the NBA, making millions, making tons of money. Then yeah. for whatever reasons, he ends up in the street. Uh, being addicted to drugs, you know, homeless, arrested. Um, sometimes I saw some of the, the footage of him. It all, you thought he was crazy, that oh, his, yeah. his yeah. mind was gone. gone. But now to see the the transformation, mm-hmm. and the thing about it, is the beauty of the transformation was, was such a testimony to his recovery that he gave it all the glory to God. It was God that stepped in, yeah. and people that introduced him to that um, to change the way that he was living, the way he was thinking. And grateful that God's given him another chance, you know, at life. And how, what a great, wonderful story that is mm-hmm. to see um, where he went, came from the wealth to where he put himself yeah. for whatever reasons of probably responsibility with the money he was making, now coming back again. Mm-hmm. What a tr- tre- tremendous uh, testimony!
0: And a beautiful truth in that too is right. Nobody's ever too far gone. No, not at You're all. You're never too old. No, and and I know people think this way. They think, you know, I've made. So many mistakes in life, and yeah. I'm in my 40s or 50s. Yeah. I'm I'm not young anymore. So yeah. woe is me. And I'm, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing. It's like, hey,
1: no, you know, yeah.
0: There, there's still opportunities out there for yeah. you. And if yep. you, you know, if you really choose and are intent on making a better uh, life out of what you have, it's it's yep. possible. Yep, it's possible.
1: I mean, that's the that's the beautiful thing about understanding the, the depth of, of Christianity and what God can do. Mm-hmm. If but then, you know, when you get into a, a place now where in especially in our own country where they're removing God from everything. Yeah. Um, then you wonder why we, we have the dilemma that we have today. But they don't yeah. want to admit it. I mean we understand it as as believers in Christ. We know the situation. We see the um the carnage has happened because we've taken God out of the equation and not putting that back to where he rightfully needs to be to turn the nation around in, in the direction we're going. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we pray for revival, will it ever happen? I don't know. Are we at a place within the culture now that that we don't want not we become an atheistic nation in his mm-hmm. thinking? I don't know. I mean, I pray not, yeah. you know, because, you know, I look at studying the Old Testament, seeing the the judgment that happened to Israel because of the fact that they, they, they worship foreign gods, they took pagan wise. They did everything opposite of what God told them to do, and then finally, God says, Ooh. "Enough's enough. You, you're going to captivity. I got to deal with you guys." Mm-hmm. And is God going to do the same with America? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I pray not, but it seems we're going in that direction as a country. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, God will always have His remnant. We want to lift the audience know. So God mm-hmm. always has His remnant. Uh, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Amen. But in the process, the, what, what could possibly, the carnage that could possibly happen because of disobedience? Yeah. Because there is. As, as, as Paul said, for whatever you sow, you reap. That's both a natural and spiritual law. Mm-hmm. And so I, I pray that we can turn things around in this nation. I love America, it's the greatest country in the world. Mm-hmm. But I hate to see, I hate, to see the, I hate the direction we're moving in yeah. spiritually. You know, it just breaks my heart. Yeah, you know, being too. a Christian for many years and seeing where we're at today, it just breaks my heart. And reading this book, <laughs> it's just like, it, it just opens my eyes more to what's really happening. Yeah, You know, that's what this book is really... I mean, I'm glad we're doing this on the podcast. Yeah, It yeah. really opens up the, the thought process. Hey, check it out. We're not making this stuff up. It's mm-hmm. real. It's, it's happening. Yeah.
0: He quotes this uh, Dean Emeritus of the School of Philosophy at Catholic University, Jude Darty, who was right in saying, "...men differ in strength, intelligence, ambition, courage, perseverance, and all else that makes for success." There is no method to make men both free and mm-hmm. equal. Yep. And he repeats it again. There is no method to make people both
1: free and equal. Yeah. So yeah. What, do we, what do we do with that? <sighs> I like what, you know, Amos says, can two walk together? Amos 3.3. 3. Let, mm-hmm. let me read you. I wrote it down because it was such a, a great... Um, I wrote it down out of the... The NLT New Living Translation. He says, it, he says it this way: Can two walk together without agreeing on the direction? And when you're reading this book, and you know there is no method to make people both free and equal, but we can come together, and I, I think the old saying, "We can agree to disagree." In other words, there can be harmony mm-hmm. in discussion about uh, whether your thought is racial equality, um, you know, social injustice, whatever your. Belief ours in, in that to where we have to be open, like he talks about in the book, of being able to listen and yes. reason with what is saying. Yep. Because there is no method to make people both, pe- both, make people both free and equal. Even in God's economy thing, you just read it, right? Mm-hmm. You just, you shared that. But we can, we can learn to come together in harmony without the destruction of what we're seeing happening uh, the hatred and the, the oppressed uh, blame. You know the blame back and forth, and that's that's what breaks my heart is we've we got to a place now as as um individuals that don't, nobody wants to talk anymore mm-hmm. it's it's about this is what I believe, this is what I feel, and I don't care what you think because these these are things that I've experienced in my life well we've all have yeah. we've all gone through stuff that we felt sometimes wow, um that was pretty messed up on you know what's happened to me mm-hmm. or. How come I feel a little bit less around the people I'm, I'm uh, that I'm I'm with? But that's just part of the process of life. But we can still learn to come together and discuss things without being um, aggressive, is I guess the right term right, I'm using, right. you know, to be so aggressive. Right. But yeah, a method of, of making people both free and equal, I don't know. You know? Yeah. That's a good question. I, I
0: think, yeah, w- one thought that comes to my mind is, Instead of focusing and putting all the emphasis on, for lack of a better word, the deficiencies, right? Yep. If there's a lack in any of these things that he lists, a mm-hmm. lack in strength or mm-hmm. a lack of intelligence and ambition and so on yep. and so forth, why don't we, you know, turn it around and and look at and encourage what the strengths are? Yep. You know. Okay. You might yeah. be lacking here, but let's not pay so much attention to that, yep. and let's let's talk about your yep. strengths. Yep. Let's capitalize on what you know, what gifts and talents you mm-hmm. do have, you mm-hmm. do possess, and, and run with that. Yep. Um, but instead, I, yeah, today it's like, oh, you know, there's all this disparity, and yep. we're just going to talk about that, keep talking about that. Of course, this, you know, this is not going to go anywhere it's gonna positive. No. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, and, and that's, we know as believers, that's what we should be doing as well. Mm-hmm. not looking at somebody's um deficiencies yeah. but look at their strengths like you said their strengths yeah. that they have the gifts and abilities they have but hum- human instinct is always looking at the negative right, right. and wanting to compare and compare exactly <laughs> and yeah. that's human nature i mean we've done it as kids we've grown done it growing up we even do it as christians which we know we shouldn't mm-hmm. but we do that and that's something that you know if you think about christ he never did that mm-hmm. he always looked at the 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 abilities you have what you can offer um, even with the twelve, you know, knuckleheads that he he raised up, right? That's part of his inter- part of his discipleship. Yeah, yeah. Um, men that traveled with him. He 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 always encouraged them, like mm-hmm. Peter, right? Hey, Peter, you know, yeah, you're gonna deny me three times for the cock crows. Yeah, Satan's is gonna want to sift you a sand, but I I praying that your faith doesn't fail. Yeah, he didn't say, well, yeah, this is gonna happen because this is the way you are. <laughs> You know what I mean? Because he knew exactly what the way Peter was. Yeah. But he never saw him say that. He says, Satan is asking, to. he wants to see if you send, but I pray that your faith doesn't fail. He didn't say, but Jan, you are going to fail, Peter. Mm. And he knew he did. He was going to. But nonetheless, right, right. those are lessons that we learn. And But exactly. anything we go through, like you said, we talk about If somebody can encourage you and see your strengths and encourage you to operate within the strengths that you have, yeah. it would be a better world to live in. We wouldn't have this type of... The, the the oppression that we see going on between different cultures and ethnic groups and mm-hmm. it's just like one against the others like really yeah I mean and 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 it's and it's disheartening yeah um to see those things happen and, and then the blame that, that goes back and forth like yeah. I'm we're like this because of what you've done to us like yeah. Yeah. come on really
0: that that's the that's the other thought right yeah. uh, in in terms of this the statement no method uh, to make people both free and equal is
1: we have to be realistic. Yep.
0: You and I on a more practical level, yep. right? We, we love to play basketball yep. and we both, uh, many would say are vertically challenged, Yes,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> That's the words, not even in my we're, vocabulary. We're not,
0: we're not even, no. we're not even close to six feet and no. you know, height and stature that, no. that can, that can play a big part no. in, in giving someone an advantage in, sure. in sports and sure. athletics. Sure. <clears throat> but we're not over here complaining and and just no. you know grumbling about the fact that you know I'm short and can't dunk you know I can't dunk <laughs> I want to I want to play in the NBA yeah. but they won't let me yeah. you know yeah. we we understand that you know what that's not the purpose no. that God has us yep. for here on earth yep. uh he's given he's given other yep. fine men the the opportunity and the blessing to sure. to do what they do in that particular sport but for us we know that you know realistically we're not. We're not trying to go anywhere professionally no. with no. the sport. No. We're we're gonna just simply enjoy it yeah. and have fun with it. Go ahead and
1: have fun, you fellowship with people, you um, be competitive. Yeah, you know, we still that's, can do that. Yeah. stay competitive, and enjoy the game that God created. Yeah, I mean, you know, some people get more serious about it. That's fine. But like you said, for us, hey, we're out there just having fun. Join the game while we can still run and play, right? Right, Especially right. me. I can still go out there and run and play. Yeah. And man. I'm grateful for that. So, yeah. Not too shabby for 69. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, going down to the bottom, I like what he says. When people tell you that they are working towards social justice, you need to ask what they mean. And this is what we're talking We yes. must not be quick to judge, but quick uh-huh. to listen and show, slow to speak. If they define social justice as being advocates for the poor, helping the sick, giving a, giving voice to the marginalized, and working for equal opportunity, these are the responsibilities of all Christians. Amen. Seeking justice is repeatedly taught in Scripture, especially mm-hmm. for widows, uh, the victims of injustice, and the poor. Yep. The Good Samaritan went beyond justice and showed mercy. Strictly speaking, he didn't owe the, owe the wounded man Time and money. Yet he was generous on both accounts and was commended for showing mercy. Luke ten, thirty-seven. As Christians, we should go beyond um, justice and show mercy to the needy, even at great personal cost. Biblically, justice means that we insist on equality under the law, that we oppose oppression, take the side of the needy and the poor. Isaiah ten, verses one and two. And then I'll just hey, I like what Martin Luther in his letter from Birmingham Jail, gave a succinct definition of, 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 of a just law. He wrote, How does one determine whether a law is just or unjust? A just law is a man-made code that squares with the moral law or the law of God. An unjust law is a code that is out of harmony with the moral law. To put it in the terms of St. Thomas Aquinas, an unjust law is a human law that is not rooted in eternal and natural law. Well said. And I, I like what he the point that he makes here and, and kind of brings to full circle about what God has called us to do, right? Mm-hmm. And there are um laws that we have to abide by, but I believe they have to be in line with what the Bible also declares that we are to follow and, ab- and abide by and yep. obey,
0: right? J- James one twenty seven yep. is one I think of yep. often. Pure and undefiled religion yes. before God and the Father is this, yep. to do what? To visit orphans and widows in yep. their trouble. And to keep oneself unspotted from yep. the world, and it, it is yep. you know taking care of of the poor. Yep. Jesus even told his disciples, right, the yep. poor you We're will you have, going have with always. Yeah, yep.
1: they're going to be there always. Yeah, and you read through um, the book of Proverbs, uh, it talks a lot about taking care of the poor and the mm-hmm. widows, the fatherless. Yeah, um, part of the responsibility because they have needs. But again, you put that tie that um, concern that we are to have for them under the guise of of Marxist um, culture. Then that eliminates that because the then the the those that are that are wealth, um, they're blamed for the condition of the poor, mm-hmm. the condition of the fatherless, the condition of the widow. Where the others that are doing better are the blame for that. So then again, you strip all that concern and compassion that we should have for those people, it's not there under a Marxist culture, you know, Marxism. It's not right. there. Right. So how do you then? How do you justify that? Right? You limit because mm-hmm. the, the idea of Marxism if you if you, when you read through the book is to eliminate God completely oh yeah, God's out of the equation, yeah. and God's to blame for stuff. Well, in fact, he says in this chapter that god's to blame for the situation that we see uh in, in our in our culture today. It's crazy to blame God yeah, and it doesn't make any sense
0: and he he talks about on the towards the bottom of page seventy nine mm-hmm. what we were talking about last week, I believe, right how uh, their agenda also is to just redefine stuff. Yep. Oh, and, exactly. And so just like the word equality, he says mm-hmm. today, justice has been separated from the divine law and is mm-hmm. attached to many different agendas. Mm-hmm. Justice has become a bloated term, as mentioned earlier. We have politicians and activists calling for all kinds of different justices, right? <laughs> yeah. Environmental justice, gender justice, yep. Yep. educational justice, immigration justice, yep. economic justice, and reproductive mm-hmm. justice. We dare not take the word justice and apply it to values that are sinful or evil.
1: And and that's being very narrow-minded when you when you take the word justice and it only um benefits what they want to see happen yeah. in their push within the culture in which we live. Uh justice encompasses everything, not just what they want, like you just read there, but also yeah, like he said, what about things that are sinful or evil? You eliminate justice from that? Mm. What, where, is, where does God play then? The Bible says God is a God of just. He's a just God. He's a God of justice. Yes. He has to deal with sin and evil. Why? Because he's a holy God. Well, we move that out of the equation. That's why I'm saying to eliminate God, it, it's, it furthers your cause. It yeah, furthers your agenda. And,
0: and they're convinced that without God, that this is all humanly possible
1: yep. and uh, achievable. No, Yeah, it, uh, it doesn't happen. That's... Yeah. That's the blind it leading will, the blind. It, right will, it will never happen. I mean, the point of the matter is, as Christians, we understand that without God, you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Paul says that. Without, without God, nothing's impossible. Nothing's yeah. possible Nothing without possible. God. Yeah. yeah. Going on in the middle, page 80, or at the, not at the very top, but he says, "...today, social justice is most often defined as the redistribution of resources and power to oppressed minorities." The oppressors must be identified, and here we talked about, it, and blamed for the failures of others. In a single word, social justice can be defined as a form of socialism. This kind of justice is built on what is known as critical race theory, which teaches that race is a social construct created by the dominant group to maintain its superiority. It proposes that white supremacy and racial power lie at the root of social, of, of our society's ill ills. These dominant groups use langu- law, language, and various forms of power to keep minorities subordinate and oppressed. And what a—it's almost blasphemous when you, when you read that yeah. and how they're, they're, they're separating different people and groups to justify the problems that they're experiencing at the, at, at the expense of, of somebody that's, not, that's innocent, that has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Really? I mean, you think about stuff like that, and now you wonder why, and you see why we have such an a in, inability for different races and cultures to come together in harmony and discuss the issues that, they, that they, we all face, whether you're Asian, you're, you're Puerto Rican, you're African American, whatever your ethnic group might be, Mexican, because it's blaming one other group for the woes that they experience and they're having, mm-hmm. especially the, the African American um, culture. Yeah, you know they—they all the injustice is because of the white man, whatever it might be. But I look at today, I—I'm I, so blessed. I see so many African Americans thriving, succeeding, yeah. yeah, wonderfully, definitely, not because of anything else, of the fact that they've put in the work, they've got their education, and they're willing to make the sacrifices to get where they want to go. Yeah, and you—you you see it in every sphere, whether a professional, whether doctors. Or athletics, you see it well in mm-hmm. in enough in the realm of athleticism, but yeah. a lot of people in the professional ranks, attorneys, doctors, they're doing well. Yeah. so I don't understand it in my head. I'm thinking, so why do you, how do you talk about all this social or, or this critical race theory? Or, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? They they talk about, um, oh, shoots, but anyway, yeah, you know, all the, all the, all the prejudice that kind of come against them, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, so they, they take this and they call it. They refer to it as a social construct, and what's funny is that they're trying to dismantle this "quote unquote" social construct and replace it with what another social construct, exactly
1: (laughs) something else. I mean, so and this is the the, the big thing today, too. You know, like he mentioned, is uh, CRT, Critical Race Theory. That's that's a huge thing that's even being pushed on on the in the school Mm -hmm. arena. Yeah, you know, wanting to uh, tell uh, kids from as young as middle uh, middle schoolers. About what critical race theory is, and which to me is a bunch of junk. Yeah. There's no such thing as a critical race theory. I don't know where that came from. I need to do some background, but it's um, no.
0: within the last year or it's, two. It's yeah, kind of, it's it, made a it, since, huge push
1: since you know, really, if from from George Floyd. Yeah, uh, what happened to him? All of this stuff had come out, and the and they justify uh, critical race theory and and all the other aspects. Or uh, uh, systemic racism. Systemic racism, Which is yeah. no such thing as systemic racism. Yeah. I mean, even even some black advocates that are in the ranks of conservatism have says there's no such thing as um, systemic race. You yeah. know, there is none. But yeah, that's a whole other topic itself.
0: And so, uh, yeah, so he says further down on that paragraph on page 80 in, in CRT, Critical Race <laughs> Theory, People are classified by groups with little or no distinction between individuals. Mm-hmm. If one group underachieves, it's the fault of the achievers. <laughs> one group is poor, it's the fault of the wealthy. Remember, the goal is not to foster unity or common ground, but to assign blame and ensure that people will be put into categories so that tensions between the groups can be inflamed and maintained. And it's so sad because yep. this takes away... Uh, all the u- unique and, and special things that come with individuality.
1: Exactly. All, all the gifts and abilities that one has. Yeah. It strips that person of being able to um, express that. Mm. You know, Because you're blaming... If one group underachieves, it's the fault of the achievers. I mean, how does that make any sense? I mean, people with common sense should understand that there is no logic in that. Because if somebody is not achieving, it's the person that's, uh, that is achieving, that's their fault. It's like how do you how do you explain that to me? I don't I mean, (laughs) either it doesn't make sense to me to say that. You know, if one group was poor, it's the fault fault of the wealthy. I go, how's how are you gonna blame somebody that's not making ends meet the fault of somebody that is doing well Mm -hmm. you know in their life? I just that does that that, that's part of that's just part of life, you know? Um, you have homeless people, you have people that struggle to make ends meet. Um, some of it could be because of the fact that they don't have the type of background to get into a good um type of white collar work so you work hard but some people are, are are poor because they choose to to be in that position right they don't ex- they don't you know extend themselves yeah. to make themselves better and this all takes me back to the garden of eden yep yeah. there was no
0: ownership or accountability taken no and so when you know Adam and Eve were, were found by God in their sin. Yep. what what starts to happen? The very same thing that's going on here It's blame, a blame game blame. It's a blame yep. game. Well, a guy Nobody the man you take... gave me, he
1: made me the <laughs> woman you gave me, she made me. Well, Satan made me yeah it's yeah. <laughs> just passed the buck. We down need to the line. just take ownership exactly
0: uh, for our for our own actions and the reason why we are in, in the place that we are.
1: and, and you know what and the thing about it, as, a, as a church, <clears> we can't fall into this kind of stuff. Yeah. And now he talks about this we probably won't be able to get into, it, but he talks about this. Um, but I was reading I'm going through this, but in Romans chapter sixteen, verses um seventeen and eighteen, you know, Paul writing and this is where we can't get caught up in this kind of stuff because as a as a ministry as a, as we can. But he says in chapter sixteen, verses seventeen and eighteen now, I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. And What
0: a warning. There, yeah, I mean, yeah. there you
1: go. You got 2,000 years ago, Paul writing about stuff that's taking place today. And if we would take um, heart to the things that the bible talks about then we as a church can avoid getting caught up in this and like he talks about these liberal evangelicals and churches you know accepting uh you know homosexuals into the church accepting it's okay to live together you know rather than uh, marrying yes God's, god has commanded to marry mm-hmm. and all of these things and for what reason oh we want to be culturally relevant that's that's the excuse well in order for us to, to reach the reach the 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 culture we have to be culturally relevant. No, the Bible doesn't ever tell us to be culturally relevant. Be biblically relevant to understand how to handle the culture, yep. not the other way around. But we see more and more, and that's the concern of this stuff infiltrating into the Church of Jesus Christ. Yep. Then what's going to happen yeah. in the future, you know what I mean? Exactly, It's going to be dangerous.
0: And, and this was the, the vision really that God gave me for the podcast and why we, we call it Unshaken, mm-hmm. because we as the Church, and especially in this day and age that we're mm-hmm. living in, we we will not be shaken. We we cannot afford we cannot afford no. to be shaken no. or to give in to to different doctrines and yep. teachings and just a little bit of compromise, right? Yep. Like we talked about before. A little yep. bit of
1: leaven. Leaven's a whole lump. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to, to to move away or to drift away from your very roots of your beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the writer He was talks about that, you know, to let me read it. Hebrews chapter two, I believe. Yeah, verse one, where the writer of Hebrews says, "Therefore we must give the." Then he says, "Not, earn- but the more earnestly to the things we have learned, less we drift away." And drifting is subtle, you know. You just you don't know. Yeah. But over time, if you move away from that which we know, we learn, that which we trust. Next thing you know, man, you're you're. Miles from your, where you started. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take a whole lot to do that. Just get away from this. Get mm-hmm. away from being, staying in the truth. Get away from good fellowship. Yep. Um, getting away from prayer. All the basic disciplines that we should be doing as Christians and getting caught up. Like so many people today get caught up in all the rhetoric of yep. YouTube and what's out there. Oh, did you hear what this person said? What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think it's nonsense. Get back to the Bible. Yeah. That's my, that's mm-hmm. my hey, Did you watch, did you see that? Did you watch that? Do you, I get, I go, listen, don't send me that stuff. I'm not going to watch it, okay? I don't want to disrespect you, but I'm not going to watch that stuff. Why do you watch all that stuff? I have enough to just get into the Word of God mm-hmm. and stay focused on what I believe here than to watch all those other things. Yeah. yeah. You want to watch, send me good stuff to watch, send me a, a mirror. I'll watch this stuff. Yeah. Send me quality stuff that's balanced. That's, I'm going to get a balance from one side to the other, not just one opinion. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, the stuff that we hear today. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and we were talking about in class last night, a little bit about how it needs to be not just head knowledge, but it needs yeah. to seep down into our yeah. hearts yeah. and become belief. Yeah. And what's the difference between believing and knowing? Well, believing yeah. is is when those truths become reality for us and it the, changes and, your life. And, and yeah, and yeah. we and we live it out.
1: Yeah. If if these things aren't lived out, no. then we don't really believe it. You can know stuff like you know. We talked about that last night too in our class. Like yeah. you know, there's yeah. two types of knowledge. There's one called oida, which is intellectual knowledge. There's nothing wrong with that. You need both, but the one that God wants us to have is gnosko, experiential knowledge. In other words, yeah. you're living out what you're learning. It's becoming part of who you are. You can have intellect all you want about God, but it's not changing you.
0: Mm-hmm. Then
1: what's the benefit? And that's the danger that we have a lot of people that know about uh, stuff, but they don't. Uh, they don't allow it to change them. Yeah. transform them yeah. and that's the, the, the danger that I see here with what Dr. Earl Lutzer is talking about is this stuff infiltrating to the church and the influence yeah. and like you said the one who shouts the loudest wins and they're shouting loud today yeah. they're making a lot of noise and but we know like you said they, with the reason for the podcast we cannot be unshaken
0: yeah.
1: as an as a, as a individual as a church of Christ Jesus Christ with the things that God has called us we gotta stay focused yeah. we have to stay committed
0: yeah Amen.